Let's talk the show. It seems like yesterday, Danny Brams. It was it was long ago. The Charlotte FC, and it's the two-two draw on the road north of the the border. And we were certainly fighting, Danny. We were <sighs> fighting against, against the wind. The wind. <laughs> we're still running against the wind. Against the that's what I it mean, was, man. Did we lose to Toronto? Or, I mean, did we give up goals to Toronto? Did, did we give up goals to the win? That was like the first question that must be answered uh, and the result of this draw for sure. But uh, I had Bob Seeger on my mind all night. It was, I was just like, I was running to love and losing to win. <laughs> you know, just like <laughs> what to leave in, what to leave out. You know, I wish I didn't know then what I didn't know. What wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. You know, just like great lines from Bob Seeger. When it was 0-2, I did wish that I did not know then what I knew before. So, uh, great result, though, ultimately, because we got the win in the second half. And it's like, if hey, at least everybody's – whenever we talk about, like, oh, we're getting hard done by or, oh, everyone's against us or anything like that, just remember, it cuts both ways. That's the way it goes. But then, don't forget, it goes the other way, to uh, quote Alabama Worley. But, uh, yeah, we got, we got a point. We're unbeaten in three. Unbeaten in three, you I, summed it up, right? That's what's I, all about. I got to say this. I, I don't like. I don't understand how those folks north of the border, the, those uh, Canadian Sandy Brams, can sit out there and feels like eighteen degrees. There weren't many of them. They're not, you know, <laughs> and they're not, you know, searching for sh- for for shelter. I I just don't. I don't. I don't see how you could sit in that atmosphere and play a soccer match. I'm not saying that the, the game should have like been postponed but what i'm saying is 40 to 50 mile an hour wins it's insane when george did you see my tweet about the uh the back foot iron shot into the wind the stinger that had to be hit by george marks when he was taking uh corner kicks or not corner kicks goal kicks it was it was crazy for marks the the wind was insane this game was i called it an anomaly this game because of the wind yeah. Um, and we so we witnessed two games. We witnessed Toronto have the win, and then we witnessed Charlotte Charlotte FC have the win. Mm-hmm. And other way, there there was a couple chances early. Danny early in this match, there was a couple chances. Nuno Santos, who who I think played really well. Uh, I think Nuno Santos played really well. Really, a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of people, uh, really? a lot of people that disagree wow. with that. We, could, we should talk about that. There's a lot of people that disagree with that because you know, the, the be issue for San- the Santo the issue with Santos was the the final third, mm-hmm. just the final third as far as finishing ability. But he was in the right places. He was he was on top of the ball. His free kicks into the box were great. There's yeah, a lot to talk about with this this match, Danny. I I, I want to know where you want to start. He was getting in great spots. Uh... But ultimately, he wasn't finishing. And, you know, who who did come through in the end, I think where we should start, which is the the big topic coming out of, of the whole thing, is the Polish Bulldog, Kamil Yusviak. Like, he like he did it, right? He finally came through. Great finish. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. He finally came through in a spot where we needed it most. He's the one who stepped up. We needed someone to step up, and he's the one who did it. First goal, he's he's a lightning rod in the fan base, and he scored the goal with the wind. And you know, Jorge Torres, no, it's it's no joke up there. The the wind is, uh, and this this game was just against the wind, Danny. We didn't even play Toronto yeah. in this match. Like we literally <laughs> yeah. just played the wind. Exactly. 
And whichever team could play the win, the win. win. I'm going to keep dropping it. I'm going to keep singing it. Hopefully, we don't get kicked off YouTube for copyright infringement on this one because I'm just going to keep singing Seeger anytime you bring it up. Hey, but that's three in a row unbeaten. That's three in a row unbeaten, Danny. Massive. And that's how you turn a season around when you start 0 3, is you go three unbeaten. Get points. Look at uh, the road ahead. You've you've got Real Salt Lake, a, a beatable squad on the road this Saturday. Yeah, they look horrible. They've given up and goals, goals, goals. The following Saturday, you've got Colorado at home. Right. That should that's winnable as well. Colorado, although Colorado had a nice draw with LAFC last night. I watched that when I got uh, home after the party. So if that what what's you know, Danny, if you're talking about Five in a row, unbeaten streak. Five in a row. Is that what is that what we're heading towards in a couple weeks? Or am I getting it? I mean getting that ahead of that myself? would that would be that would be called turning the season around for sure. I mean that would be where it's at for me. Uh, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I think we just need to focus on like, going to Utah and playing at altitude and beating Real Salt Lake, who's been like really bad for sure. But what do you think about Camille, man? You skipped the question, like you dodged it, like. And I want to hear from the – thanks to everyone who showed up to our live. Like, we're, we should mention we're live on YouTube again. It's our, our new Sunday night tradition. And then people who are chatting, like, uh, we, we appreciate the comments because that's what uh, drives the conversation. I know everyone's got thoughts on Camille, and I want to know, John, your thoughts. And did he rescue his whole reputation? Was this a referendum <laughs> on what Camille means to this club, this one game, this one spot? Or is it just, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, something different than that? It feels like a, a referendum. It feels like the the supporters, the fan base, all want to take a vote to to see whether Camille is good or not. And the answer is, there's a lot of minutes played for you to make that decision. It it's not just one finish. And Brandon, we appreciate you checking in. Um, coming Davis. from WrestleMania, to <laughs> tune into the live show. Appreciate you being here. That's amazing. Thank you, Brandon. That's incredible. But. My answer to the question straightforwardly is like uh, he is what he was. <laughs> this is just a game in which he had a great assist and a, a very sweet goal. That is, which by the way, it was a tasty, tasty touch inside the box. Yeah, it was, it was nice. It was nice. And when I first, I think I was talking to you earlier today, I was like, ah, his goal was no beauty. But then I did, uh, when I watched it back, I was like, yeah, you know, it actually was. Nice. It was really I was, nice. I was just happy it, it, he scored it when in the moment. So yeah, because you know why we were going with the wind. We weren't going against yeah. the wind. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, That's that when we ball were, yeah. from Vargas just absolutely whipped it into there. It was just you know. Th- That's why uh, you know in uh, the first half. Toronto looked so good, and that's why the, the second half they looked so bad. Sure, yeah, we grew into the game better, but mm-hmm. like. Um, it was it was an unbelievable advantage to have the wind at your back. So I think Camille uh, took his chance, right. and there's been instances where he hasn't taken his chances in the past. This is this is a good sign sure. for for Camille. But the one thing that I'll say though, on top of this, is that I just want to like, you know, why do you you don't have to like pick a side on a player if that makes sense, right? Like you, everyone is an asset to the squad, and that, um. You know, Camille is is useful, and and we used to call him what on the show use useless Viac. Useless Viac, yeah, yeah, yeah. We coined that term. I, I don't know. I felt really bad. You know, sometimes you do things and you say things in the moment, and they sound good, and then you feel bad about it later. Because I hate like to refer to anyone as useless. I did feel that was kind of harsh, so I take it back. But I did say it. That's okay. I can yeah, I can never deny saying it. Yeah. Eh, well, you know. 
Maybe I'm a little older and wiser, even from a year ago. Who knows? He's play. He finally started playing better. He, you know, the cutback pass. The real thing, and what I really want to get you into you now. I mean, I, I thanks for everyone talking about Uspiak, but it might be a better, more fun conversation to talk about the Ben Bender season as it's finally maybe set upon us with the way oh, yeah. he finished that cutback from Camille and uh, slotted it in there. That that really sparked the comeback. That's when we thought we could come back is when we finally had uh, Oh, I've got a great point to make out. about this goal. I've got a great Let's point to it. make about this Talk goal. About and, it. You know, I, I went back to the tape. I just kind of see how it all played out. And I thought mm-hmm. um, the commentator, who I don't know, by the way, um, the woman who was doing color commentator in this during this match, first time I've heard her on the microphone, she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Got to gotta figure out who that is. Uh, well, maybe invite her on the show. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that was the first time we've had her on Apple uh, this 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 year. So shout, mm-hmm. shout out to her. She did a fantastic job and she called this out in the highlight. You can go back and see it. Uh, and maybe we can get it. We, we should have maybe had it for the show, but she says, you know, the, the defense is worried about Enzo Capetti. There's two guys that are just like mm-hmm. running with Capetti and opening up a space in behind big time for Bender to make that late run and score the goal. Right. So I, it, this is, you know, some connective tissues to what we've been talking about. Right, I've seen some people talking about Enzo Capetti having a, a bad game, but but Bender and Capetti there. We, I talk about Swiderski in this same role, Danny. You got to fit into that 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 area behind Capetti because Capetti's going to mm-hmm. demand defenders, and Bender is the perfect player for this. Running He's in, running in late, player. yeah, running yeah. into the box late like he did to get get that goal it was amazing. So um, I just wanted to make sure I, I called that out as um, you know. Bender's young and strong, and he was running. He was running with the wind, not against the wind this way. Um, but look at it there. You, you have Ben Bender a 7.7 rating on sofa score, and the reason why is because he tucks in behind. And Enzo Capetti has that 6.4. He's got that overall rating, and the reason why, Danny, is because he didn't do anything, right? Like he made no impact with <laughs> yeah, the actual yeah. ball, right? He's he just did get moving. another yellow card. Yes, but he's dem- he's demanding attention, and he's he's somebody to be reckoned with in the box. He he. M- Matt Hedges and his the number seventeen, the center back there for Toronto, have to have Rosted. to know exactly rostered. Yes, where Capetti is, and that really helps people come in and make runs in from behind. This is what this offense is all about. And Brandon ben Bender take take advantage of that. <laughs> Look at Brent, Brandon Davis agrees with you in the comments. He says Bender was phenomenal, but Enzo drew the defense and stats won't show his contribution that you can see Enzo's heat map. I have up there on the screen. If you're watching us live on YouTube, uh, he is all over the place. Like Enzo's touching the ball in many, many places that you don't necessarily see a striker get the ball because he's everywhere. He's like, he pops, like look, turn around, don't uh, blink and you miss it. And Enzo's there. And that, might speak to like the new uh, nickname that you kind of gave him, which was I think the uh, the White Walker. <laughs> He's yeah. gone from the prince that was promised. Now Enzo said you said he reminds you of a White Walker to keep the Game of Thrones. Now yeah, absolutely. The, the, yeah, no doubt about it. He's and partially because of his new hairdo, which is phenomenal. By mm-hmm. the way, love, love the hair, and he's got those 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 blue eyes, Danny, mm-hmm. that remind me of the, the White Walker from Game of Thrones, and he's silent and. He's he's deadly, and Capetti is somebody that what he can do for this club and the impact that he has on these matches when he's not even playing well is um, is fantastic. He makes people around him better. 
Like that's part part sure. of what the game is. And I think you're seeing that in Camille. You're seeing that in Vargas. You're seeing that in Bender, who, by the way, are all you know interesting players that I'd like to see get more minutes as the season rolls on. And that's just one other point I wanted to make about Ben Bender in this comment. I got into it on on social media at for the Crown mm-hmm. Baby. You can you can find us there on Twitter. And it's about Crown Legacy here. Mm-hmm. And, Lord knows. You know, I, I just wanted to bring it to the show and explain it further. And that's I wasn't Richard thrilled knows. with Ben Bender. I wasn't thrilled with Ben Bender playing for Crown Legacy. That's all. Leave it that. I just don't think it was was something that Ben Bender should have been asked to do. He played the night before for Charlotte FC and MLS. He's somebody that could give you a 30 minutes. He's somebody that proved that last year. Uh, his goal scoring contributions, he's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very good at home specifically last year. And now he's starting to take that experience and those talents onto the road in MLS play. This is somebody that should be seeing minutes on the MLS pitch more regularly, not the the MLS next pro pitch. So uh that's ultimately what I what I wanted to say, Danny. And I, and and you're somebody that has has supported Crown Legacy. And I'm not trying to put that that program they down. I just games. think that that Ben Bender should be those minutes that he needs, he should be getting in MLS. Yeah, I mean he was great. What what can what can you say other than that he was great? We bring up his heat map now here, and you can see like multiple red dots everywhere, and having a good uh, impact all on both sides of the pitch and everything coming down, being part of the little corner routines they were working, uh, finishing in the box most importantly of all. And uh, as far as the legacy, I'll just say it it was good for the kids. You know, I I think he'll I actually think he will never ever play for the legacy again. But I just uh, unless he's like injured and doing rehab or something like that, but. I do okay. think that uh, it was it was good for all the kids that got to, to meet him and uh, but you know they are very committed. They have a place at the sportsplex out there. If you go to the games, called Legacy Lawn, where it's it's sort of like expected. Like kids can show up for autographs after the game. Adam Armor, Adam Armor was getting his name chanted uh, in game two when he subbed off. Uh, he had a much better game two than in uh, his appearance in game one when he subbed in uh, against Huntsville City. He was much better against Cincinnati in Crown Legacy's first win on Friday night. And uh, when he walked out, he subbed out on the side of the fans. And so he got the nice, like, chant of his name as he walked uh, 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 around the corner to, like, get back to the bench as he subbed. And he, like, all these kids were like, Adam, Adam, Adam. He's like, he's like I got you, kids. Just wait till after the game. Meet us right over there. So shout out to the Legacy for uh, uh, at least being really fan-friendly in that regard and, and being all about the next generation uh, on the pitch Chris- and off. Appreciate all the comments coming up, coming in on this. Matthew Gaslin, kid needs to get more reps wherever he can get him. Um, Bridget, you know, saying Laddie just wanted more minutes for Bender, but he can't get them in MLS when you have Bronico, Westwood, and Nuno. I think this is a great comment. And the reason why is because it just com- brings out the comparisons here. Because, you know, mm-hmm. Bender, Bronico, Westwood, and Nuno, right? Let's not act like these players are, um, you know, their, their technical skill and their ability is that different. Westwood's at the tail end of his career. Nuno's a young, mm-hmm. you know, player. So is Bender. Yeah. Um, and Bronny is somebody that is the ultimate, the grinder. He puts a shift in, doesn't maybe have the highest technical ability, the best, um, the best ambition as far as moving forward is concerned. So, like, you know, Bender is, is part of that group is my point. And if Westwood's not healthy, you know, he's the one that's getting the minutes. And and Bronco being suspended, we said this last week on the show. Right? Uh, yeah. We said this on the show. 
Here's uh, here's what I think. You, thank you, Jorge, we, by the way. Jorge just gave us – by the way, you put that on the screen there, Danny. Uh, Kendra Day, St. Aubin. Um, yep. Kendra Day, St. Aubin. Uh, that's the that's the female commentator Bugatti, for Apple. She was amazing. Uh, her call of the game was great. And so was uh, Will and, and, and Jessica Sharman on w, WFNZ. I thought um, their call was was great as well. Um, it was it was one of those nights where you know it's it's a uh, I, I think Jessica called it out. She said two nil. She said it in one of her calls. She said two nil is the, the dang- most dangerous lead in soccer. Yeah, exactly. It finally proved the old cliche proved true for you know, especially for especially when you're going against the wind. You know, yeah, especially when you're going against, against the wind. The wind. <laughs> the wind. What a night. Cheers to you, Danny. Janie was the queen of my night. dreams, dude. I, I, you know, I miss, I miss Janie. You know, back, back in those days, those drifting days have, have passed me now. I got so much more to think about. But uh, the deadlines and commitments for Charlotte FC. Uh, here's all I know about the midfield: Bronny Bro has had chances in the box. Westwood has had chances in the box. Nuno whiffed three chances in the box on Saturday night. You know who ran late into the box onto a ball and finished? Who? <laughs> Who's the only ben, one? And ben yeah. Bender. Ben, ben fucking Bender. Bender. Hey, Ben <laughs> Bender. Bender. I want to know why'd you cut your hair? That's a good question. Uh, hey, yeah, the yeah, fresh that's, that's, is that's nice. the chant. Uh, yeah, they chanted that at the Crown Legacy game for him. So there you go. Oh, nice. There you go. Well yeah. done. Good. And uh, chant practice. There's probably chant practice coming up. Uh, Camp North End. I think you've been to a champ practice, never, haven't you? I have. I have. I need to get yeah. to another one, but it's always fun. Yeah, good cruise. Um, uh, our man Elevation Jones in the comments. He knows all that. He's he's a regular champ practice attendee, and uh, he gets it done. How about Lenny C? How about shout out to Lenny C for showing up at the watch party at Elizabeth Parlor Room. That was great. Uh, brought his family, uh, Zach, Chris, Krista. Like so. Uh, his uh, son and daughter, Chris and Krista, were driving, drove in 12 hours from New York, arrived when we were down 2-0, like at the start of the second half, and no sooner than five minutes after they got there, Bender scored, and then we kept drinking and partying and channeling the positive energy, and just everyone at EPR was having a good time, and then we scored again, and I was just like, I think just, you know, that drive, the the, the kinetic energy of that drive from New York that, like, was channeled into uh, – cheering for uh, Charlotte FC to come back, helped push us a little bit. Uh, shout out to everyone who came to the watch party, always. Missed it. Missed me in there. Um, missed the, the Modellas for, for <laughs> Yeah, NBC. yeah, free Modellas. Uh, missed uh, meeting Len as well. Maybe we'll, we'll get uh, we'll get a chance to meet uh, yeah, Len and his wife, Deborah And the crew. Uh, David and Amy were uh, new friends that we met there. Uh, you know, Robert and Jen showed up there. Uh, good ch- uh, always good to chat with. Nikki uh, was a good man to see. Uh, Curtis, just like all the good folks. More than I'm missing. Sorry if I'm, I forgot to name you, but thanks for showing up. Gesslin, uh, of lot, course. Was uh, a lot there. in the uh, a, a lot going on in the soccer world for sure across the board. Sure. Um, over the weekend as well, the MLS uh, it was was fast and furious on Saturday night. A lot of great matches there. Late winter, St. Louis's uh, <clears throat> on not just unbeaten. You know they they their winning streak, their five game winning streak to start the yeah. season that finally ends. Finally, it's a late it's a late finally. PK that that sinks St. Louis and 
And uh, geez, what a, what a start that was for, for St. Louis. At least they backed up. Hey, we spent a lot of time on this, on this show talking about St. Louis and, and the rivalry that, that was going to exist between Charlotte FC and St. Yeah. Louis. And I mean, did, it, did we ever become rivals? I, I thought we were. They, I tried they, to start it. I tried to start they, the rivalry. I, mean, I don't know if it worked. They worked. talk shit. They talk shit coming into the league. They wanted to play Charlotte. They got Charlotte in mm-hmm. that second game of the season. They asked for that. They wanted to play Charlotte. And and not only did they get that W, uh, they went on to win uh, three more games after that. And and finally they lose. And who knows what the ceiling is for, for St. Louis. But I but I contend that the MLS table right now doesn't mean much. Although if you if you want me to be accurate, Charlotte is second to last. In the East, so it's not like Hopefully Saturday night's chance. draw really, you know, vaulted us up the league table. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to, for revenge on St. Louis in the MLS Cup final. That's all, all I can hope for, I guess, at this point. Yeah, or maybe somewhere in the U.S. Open Cup down the line. Who knows? So I want to turn our attention to um, the, first of all the defensive the defensive back line, right? I just wanted to – we haven't talked about defense a lot after after the match, and I thought the last 15 minutes was just really nervy. Um, I thought yeah, the last 15 minutes was, was really is. nervy from the defense, and, well, and I thought that it was it was not the the best um, way to work together, although they didn't give up a goal. So, uh, uh, you know, as far as results, they didn't, they didn't sure. give up the goal, but they probably should have. Well, here's what I think. It's we can never get all of the pieces of the puzzle together at once. Like – we, we have games where the starters kind of like are not getting it done and we bring in subs and the subs really deliver. Here we had a spot where the starters got it done. The starters like made this comeback, got it to 2-2, and we sent in some quality substitutions and they just – the subs didn't work this time, unfortunately. Like it's not – like it like sometimes we have good – like Hagart – let's – I'm bringing – let me bring this uh, screen back up. It's Hagart, Swiderski – and Mello and Shinshiki uh, were, were the subs. Swiderski 10 minutes in uh, before we actually got the uh, the tying goal, but right after the tying goal, three more subs. What do you think watching that from, from your spot? Because uh, I was uh, still in, in celebratory mood from the goal when the uh, when the subs kind of came through. Uh, and before I realized that Vinny Mello and Chris Hegard and Shinya were out there. But Vargas was making things happen. Did he really need to sub out? I don't know. Obviously, Yaz was making things happen as well. It was a tough spot because the subs were coming in before the the assist uh, and the goal happened, right? Mm-hmm. So the the warm up clothes are basically off. They're heading sure. to check in for the sub, and then the goal happens, and Latanzio has a decision to make in that moment. There does he does he put these players back on the benches? Does he um, does he? sub those those players in and um i think you could go either way i think ultimately no goal was scored i I so maybe it wasn't the best decision considering charlotte wasn't going against the wind right charlotte charlotte (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean what what can i say other than it just it just never seems to come together all the way for us if you look at the uh, just bad timing it's bad timing. That's that's right. You look, it's you look bad, at the su- none timing. of the sub ratings were all good. All, all the sub ratings were, were kind of low. And Carol, but there's I never guess- a bad time to score a goal. There's never a bad time to score a goal. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's all. The subs were bad, true. poorly timed. The subs were poorly timed. Yeah. At the same time, if we didn't get that equalizer, and if we were if we were chasing the two one, 
we all would have been saying sub Latanzio sub. Come on, man, you got a sub. So like we get like that like we have been in the past. So we can't have it like totally both ways. I guess I don't. You know. see the roster there? Put that screen back up for a second. Oh, whoops. Okay, I will. Uh, first time ever. Just wanted to call this out. Um, Andrew Privet, first yeah. timer. Privet, first he time played, he also the match day squad. <laughs> he also played, uh, you know, fifty minutes in the Crown Legacy opener uh, two week uh, last Sunday before uh, not being in the squad on Friday. Beautiful. Night, so. That's the that's the type of player. Shout out uh, Penn State product. Really? Okay. Andrew, there Andrew, you go. Uh, Privet. We are. Yeah. Hell yeah. Penn State. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, Greg Franco shouts out. How about Hagar getting minutes? I did love to see that. He didn't he, like the subs didn't do well, but I couldn't be mad about the subs when they happened because that was bad sub. Poor Hagar sub coming in. It Very was, it was poor sub coming in. How do you Very say that though? Sub. I mean, I thought because, they were good subs to be honest. Because like, Bender was cooking. Bender was cooking. Maybe if he didn't play in the Crown Legacy match, yeah, Bender more fresh. <laughs> Bender was cooking for sure. I agree with that. But Nuno was. Uh, obviously, it was he was or subbed earlier for Swiderski. It was good. Yusviak and, and Vargas. I don't know. All those guys were cooking. Yeah, I agree. That's true. The, the only thing that makes them bad subs is that all those guys were really starting to cook. I agree. And it's like, uh, do you call back after we get the equalizer? I don't know. It was the subs I would have wanted to see personally in the moment, but then I, I said the game called for Andre Shinyashiki. The game called for Andre Shinyashiki. It did. And the reason why game calls for Andre Shinyashiki. And the reason why I said that is just because it was it was a game that was going to be a a finish in the box to win, right? And that's I think ultimately what Shinya does well. He's kind of like. Um, a cat in the area, quick reflex goals. Right. You know, if the, if the goal's ba- if the ball's banging around, he has an eye for goal. He's able to kind of clean up the trash and, and score goals. That's how he does it. And uh, that's why I thought it was a good sub. Vargas isn't kind of that player. I think what we're seeing from Vargas, by the way, is kind of this like um, slasher type role where Whoa. he's he's somebody that um, just makes 15, 20-yard runs, gets on the end of the ball on the edge of the box, either whips it in. Uh, he's not somebody that's ever going to be on the end of a cross unless it's um, potentially a corner or something like that. Right. But just, I love the fact that he's always doing that. Like Vargas is a guy that you can always count on to send it into the box. Like he makes balls into the box happen and things happen. Like he created a beautiful goal for Camille just by like repeatedly, if finally came through, uh, you know, Camille had a nice finish on the end of it. I can't deny that obviously, but uh it had to be Vargas who created it. And so it was weird to sub both of them off right after that moment. But uh, if you watch Vargas, so many of our guys get that ball in the spot that's like either sort of on the wing and you're either parallel, you're in the final third parallel to the box or you're a little bit behind that space. So you're a little, you're sort of like diagonal to your caddy corner to the box, if you will. If you're in that area, so many of our guys, all they do in that spot is like take the time to like pass it back or maybe square it across a little bit but not too aggressive Kerwin Vargas when he has the ball in that space send it he he sends it he sends it he sends it and that's what we need that's why we need two strikers to be perfectly honest it's because like having Swiderski and uh, Kopetti both in there on receiving end would definitely lead to good things I think but uh, I I love that about Kerwin that's what you can trust Kerwin to do is like send the ball into the box he's he's the king of that to bring the crown back into it (laughs) did you get your crown yeah, you look great, great in that crown. It's it's good, it's good to see. You. We got to get a screenshot. We'll get a screenshot. We'll put that on our social the crown page. and all uh, my coins, all my all my member season ticket coins. Nice, I good collection. Like 
I saw all season ticket holders. <laughs> the crown's small. Why is this like? It looks like it's a little baby crown. You know, it's like it, yeah. It's, I would put it on my cat, but it's a little too heavy, unfortunately, for him to wear. But it's beautiful. If you look at the in, the details, are kind of nice. Yeah, those those must be uh, those diamonds. <laughs> These are actually, this is the blood diamond. <laughs> These are all blood diamonds, uh, unfortunately. Uh, shout out to Hub yeah. Likes. Just chimes in. Says, I'm, interested, I'm interested to see how Swiderski is utilized going forward. Good, good call. It's a good call. If Nuno That's finishes two out of those three chances uh, in, in the first half, then probably Carroll might stay on the bench. But even though Carroll wasn't super great, he was making things happen. He actually, Carroll set up, the original, original, like early pass that sort of kickstarted the attack that led to Bender's goal. Like he got the ball to Camille in the midfield. Uh, I think Carroll's better than Nuno in the lineup. And I think he was on the bench because of two transatlantic flights and then a trip up across the border to Toronto. He was going through, you know, he went through customs presumably four or five times uh, in the last uh, week or so and probably just wasn't ready to like go a full 90 minutes. And that's fine. So I, I didn't. I sh I didn't think he would be on the bench because I'm naive. But then once he was on the bench, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But he's got to start in the future. I mean, come on, he's Carroll. He's DP. Like, if he's in, if he gets those Nuno chances, I think he's finishing them. You know. So, I don't know. What do you think of Nuno? Like, we've. All, what did I say? Remember, like when we first signed Nuno at the very beginning, I said I'm pinning all my hopes and dreams on Nuno Santos because I don't know what he is. Now that we're like he's getting more minutes, we're starting to learn of what he is. Like, what do you think, big picture wise? If this game, maybe I don't want to make this game a referendum on Nuno necessarily for you, but those chances, those loom large when you're down 0 2, and it's like, what the hell happened, you know? I said earlier in the show, I thought he played well. Go, go back and watch the tape. He's everywhere that uh, a playmaking attacking midfielder should be. Uh, he, he was whipping balls into the box, and his final, um, moment his 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 nose for goal just just kind of wasn't there and that's something that that's going to come along so so i'm looking for two things out of players danny are you in the right fucking spot to start and he was okay so you know and there's been there's been there's been issues earlier this year that are just egregious egregious from some of these charlotte fc players where they're just totally out of position right and nuno santos is exactly sure. where he needs to be making things happen his touch when he received that pass he scooted around that first defender like it was nothing, and then gets himself into that wide open space. Yes, and he's got Kerwin Vargas right there. He could easily slide that pass. But how could you blame him from sh for shooting? He's walking into the box, just 1v1 versus of the keeper. Of course, but you got to finish. Don't blame him from well, – and that's the name of the game. That's, <laughs> that's why the, the players that put, put the ball in the back of the net are the players. And that's why, Danny, that's why you know, Santos is on Charlotte FC. Because that's the level of his game. He's a he's a squad player. He's a bench player on Charlotte FC in MLS. This isn't freaking Kylian Mbappe, right? It's a bad moment for him. It's a bad <laughs> moment bad for moments. him. He should have finished. Three. But go back One, and look at the two, tape. Three. Go back and look at the tape. Right? Hub likes agrees with you. So Hub likes what you're saying. Uh, it's not that point, he's winning so. opportunities. That he's skilled. He's a skilled player. He, it's his role. It's it's. There's a clear. Here, here's the here's the position, right? And this is what I'm I'm creating a bit of a competition here, right? I'm creating a competition between Sudersky, between Nuno, and with Bender. Those three players, in my opinion, are the three players that can sit in behind behind Enzo Capetti and just absolutely dominate in that space. 
And if Christian Latanzio allows these players, and that's what Nuno Santos was doing in that space. That's why he was impactful. So, yeah, it's a good call out, um, the World Cup ball uh, in in the well, in the backdrop from, from 2010. You can um, trust a photographer to have that. We can do a little show and tell. We can do a little show and tell. I love it. The Brazil World Cup. I believe it was the Brazuca. It wasn't the Jubilani. Yeah, the Brazuca. The 2010 Brazil. No, that's the South Africa World Cup. The uh, South Africa World Cup. Yeah, yeah. this is the Brazil, yeah, Brazil 2010. So, yeah, I was supposed um, to go to work that World Cup, but uh, some things happened. I couldn't go. Think, I believe this is Germany. Germany wins. Germany wins the 2010 World Cup. I'm pretty sure. Squad that. That and then we were cursed with uh, that eventually led to Jurgen Klinsmann being the. Uh, U.S. was national team coach, I think. If, well, here, if I'm not mistaken, I just want to. Yeah. Here's a, Nuno had a tough game. He looks. Do you think it's because he's not a cam? I, then what position does he play? If he's not a cam, what position does he play? Is he? Do you think he's a wing? He's not a winger. <laughs> I think he is. I think he's an eight. He's in that eight in that in that four three three that we run. Yeah, and I put him. I would. He's an attacking keep, midfielder. Yeah, I'd keep him in the middle. In, the, in my dream, four, Vargas four, is two, a winger. Yeah. Vargas. Yeah, Vargas is I, a boss. Vargas in my is four, a four, four, two, I would put him and Jones together if if Westwood and Bronico, if you were fine with them both being on the bench. Hub likes things Nuno and Carroll in the same midfield. Oh, it's Spain in 2010. It wasn't Germany. Good call. Germany won. Uh, Germany, was, I think Germany, Germany won in Brazil in 2014, yeah, off the top of my head. Uh, but... Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think Nuno – I think we got a crowd in midfield. I think we got a crowd in midfield, and everyone's going to have their favorites of, like, who should play and who should be in. Who, who do you think should be in going forward? Is it is it too soon to say? Uh, this trip to Salt Lake City, does playing at altitude matter? The one thing I've noticed is that Latanzio kind of likes to – he likes – he. We call them the mad scientist. We've called him the tinkerer, the puppet master. He just really, I think he believes that there's like this perfect 11 for each opponent. What I've come to understand about him is that he thinks that there's a way to, to shuffle your deck every time against each specific opponent that always is like this perfect combo. And so that's why we've seen so many different lineups and why he like will always say in a post-game press or like, I thought this person had the qualities I was looking for against this opponent, obviously. It's just like, is that, is there, do you prefer that? Or do you prefer someone who's just like, I got my best 11 and like, come at me, bro. That I kind of prefer the, the uh, latter. Um, I, I don't think, I'm, I don't feel like I have to choose like two ends of the spectrum. Right? I think there's like a middle ground there. Right. Um, and yeah, by the way, that Kara, good call. Um, that, Little uh, show and tell project went horribly wrong. That's the 2014 ball. Uh, the <laughs> the ball is beautiful. When, when Germany when Germany won yeah. the World Cup, that's what I knew that I knew yeah. that Germany won the the Brazuca year. I didn't know that. Just uh, not the right the year. The Brazuca um, is beautiful. Yeah. But um, as far as the Tanzio is concerned, um, you know, I just he he continues to have his decisions uh, questions because his decisions are questionable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great point. Um, and you can go back to the beginning of the season. There's like somewhere there's a deep cut of this podcast, I think, on like before the first game, where you can just like hear us have a conversation about how Latanzia is not good enough to be the manager of this team. 
and I'm right. not, I, yeah, I'm we not gonna run from that. Like, we were harsh on the kid for a long yeah. time, for sure. No, like, well, that was that was, he was, that was like a week dad before the season. Interim coach. What? Remember yeah. how you hard you used to harp on the word interim? You like interim manager Christian Latanzi. <laughs> yeah, like that was one of my favorite uh, favorite things. Uh, the little running bits we would do on the show, of course. Yeah. Now Tottenham has interim interim managers uh, at their uh, co-interim managers. And at one point, I, I saw Fuxi. I, I saw Fuxi on the sideline celebrating sure. uh, the Bender goal. I was it was good to see Fuxi make an appearance. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have Fuchs on the show. It'd be fun to have Fuchs on the show. Oh, it'd be great. Uh, yeah, zero Fuchs. We'd have zero Fuchs given episode part two. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, see, we, we would do our show. Would be let's see how many zero Fuchs given beers we can drink <laughs> during the show with Christian Fuchs. I would, uh, I would, you know, I'd get myself in prime uh, chugging condition and be ready to go hard on that one for sure. Do a little trivia or something, and uh, have somebody on the show. We, we've got to get a guest on the show. We had Mike Jeffries. Shout out to the Charlotte Independents, top of the league. We're top of the we're league. Top of the top league. Of the league. <laughs> Independence. Independence. We're top of the league. Yeah, man, it's beautiful. Like. Uh, we, uh, we haven't got the six-point Saturday yet, but we're racking up four-point Saturdays, and you got to love that. Uh, it was so funny. You posted that, uh, or one of us posted that on at For the Crown Baby, our Twitter handle, and then right after that, I think uh, the homie uh, Mike Umberger posted the same damn thing. It was, like, it was like a mind meld thing, like literally within seconds of each other. So always fun to see those little mini moments on social media. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the game beats bugs. A little uh, always sunny shout out for for the kid from Philly. Oh, by the way, Johnny. So just more shout outs to the people who came because I mean, like the game speaks for itself. It's a good earned point, you know. Good for uh, the team. Like we need to just keep this going. Obviously, we're going to see how it goes against Real Salt Lake. But I want to shout out uh, Len, Lenny C again. Len Cornacchia. He's a uh, he's a New Yorker, and he he said like what he's driven, what he likes about the show, and is driven to it is just like. It feels a little bit sort of like the sports radio uh, version of, of like the way things are back home. I told them you're from Philly and that you like uh, model yourself and you take your whole approach to the show based on like the Philly sports radio you grew up with. I grew up with Jim Rome and then, uh, uh, you know, all, all kinds of like modern sports radio, obviously with Feinbaum show going on and everything like uh we we definitely have like a sports radio approach, and uh, it, it was nice to get a shout out, Len. Thank you very much for noticing that, and everybody who uh, said really nice things about the show on Saturday. A few folks that we met for the first time were like, "Oh yeah, like I recognize your voice. I guess I have a recognizable voice, um, probably because I talk a lot. That's basically uh, that's all I can come <laughs> up with as, as to why that might be possible." Well, I mean, you got a beautiful voice, and tonight it's been uh, it's been a pleasure listening to you. Um, You've been running. You've been running that that mouth all night. We've been running against against the wind. Against the wind. Let the cowboys ride against (laughs) the wind. They'll be running against the wind. Against against the wind. wind. That and that's that's all. And I want to bring it back as we wrap things up here. Against the wind. (laughs) (laughs) I mean that that you know Seager hits that high note. Seager has to hit that high note at least once for sure. Uh, that's Charlotte FC two, Toronto FC two, the wind in uh, Ontario, Canada, two. It was a draw all the way around. 
yeah. on on Saturday night. It was it was one of the craziest soccer matches I've ever seen from a win point of view. It really was, um, and I mean that. Sure. Um, total anomaly, and it was it was so much fun to kind of see how the wind impacted the match in such a big. There's way. one thing I got to address as spiritually as a Charlotte FC fans before before we get out of here. Uh, we mercilessly harped on Brad Guzon last year for Jordi Alcivar's goal that, like, he said, uh, the Olympico against Atlanta. And he's like, oh, I got it must have been the wind. He got caught up in the wind. So now are we allowed as fans to, like, blame the wind? Like, can we can we spiritually, like, have credibility to then now complain about Olympico scored against us, which clearly was the wind, but, like, we – we mocked someone who said it was the wind earlier. So, like, do we are we allowed to blame the wind? I don't know. Like, just I always want to be spiritually uh, correct. You know what I'm saying? I want to like live my truth when it comes to being a Charlotte FC fan. So, I, as much as I love saying against the wind, I, that Olympico was pretty nice from Bernadeski. It might have been going in anyway. I'm not sure. What do you think? You got to go uh, that back post all the way. By no, the way, I, I I don't know how. I don't know how many other ways I can say this is that the wind like got all three points, even though they drew two, 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 somehow the wind got yeah. all three points. It's a good call, Brandon. And I don't think Bernadeschi's goal goes in without the wind. I really don't. I don't think any, anything ha that happens that way. That was, that was such a gnarly 40, I'm talking 40 miles an hour of like consistent yeah. 35 gusts of 45. When Alcibar scored that goal against Atlanta, Danny, it was nowhere near that kind of wind. You're right. It was not even right. half of just, that. I felt like I had to address it. I just felt like I had to address it. I had to bring it up and just just, just make sure that we were having the conversation. Just some of those things, you know. It's like you never it's you never know what you're going to get when you play a when you play a soccer match I, outside. I like the way Roscoe puts it. So many goals are environmental. That's a that's a really good point. Yeah. And and, and except when you play on artificial and an artificial surface. And that's what we're going to leave the show tonight. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brams. Uh, well, we're going to have a show later in the week previewing uh, Saturday's match at RSL. And the vibe of this show, you're going to want to be there uh, because I'm predicting a win. I think this is going to be a big week for Charlotte FC. Sure. Um, and Late night done game, this. 930 kick. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great party on, on Saturday night. Uh gonna have tequila there. Um uh Don Julio and uh I've kind of revised goals, right I I've I, no 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 I, I've revised kind of what I said and it, when Charlotte FC scores it's a shot for the bar which is true which is true but it has to be a go ahead or game time goal like we're not doing shots at if it's four to one Right, so it's a one nothing. Sure, game. yeah, yeah. We're not, yeah. If if we're down big, yeah, obviously, I agree. Yeah, it has to be a yeah. a, a, a goal when the game is still in play. I would say, if that makes sense. Yeah, Roscoe agrees again. Thanks, Roscoe, for showing up. Thanks everyone for showing up. Thanks everyone for watching me wear this <laughs> crown. This is, the audio version of this will still be a good show, but you won't get this visual. Uh, so, thanks everybody. Like we said, as, uh, as love always, talking about this team. Uh, thanks everybody for yeah. everyone who showed up. Uh, again, we'll see you next time. See you later. It's for the crown, baby.